Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the 260th episode of Be With Me. We've spent three days throwing the rich fool under the bus, and today we're going to admire him just a little bit. We're in Luke chapter 12, and this is the a parable that Jesus uh, tells about a rich man who ends up being a fool because he gets a conversation wrong with his soul. So the things, I, I started to kind of admire this guy in the sense that he has an interior life and we get to hear it. So what it betrays is not so good, but the fact that he has it in the first place is admirable. So it, it says in the parable, um, this is the guy who uh, doesn't pay attention, doesn't guard himself against covetousness. His land produces a lot. And then he gets uh, a big production from his land. And he says, what shall I do? And, and the part, verse 17, and he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops and I will do this. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger barns. And uh, verse 19, and I will say to my soul, soul, dot, 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 you have ample goods. He gets, what he says to his soul is not very admirable. But let's pause for a second and just admire that he does have an interior life, and so do you. And let's admire that he does talk to his soul. In fact, he's so familiar with his soul, or apparently familiar with his soul, he has a name for it. So he has, he says, I will say to my soul, comma, soul, capital S, like it's an actual, uh, you know, entity. So we spend a lot of times inside our heads, and we do things like thinking to ourselves, just like the guy in the story does. And then he takes it to the next level, and then he actually addresses this sort of spiritual part of him. Now, what he does in that is he gets a lot of that wrong, and we'll talk about that in the second. But I think where I want to go with this is we should also have conversations with our soul and almost in the third person, like he does talk to it almost like it's a different person than yourself. So let's talk about how he gets this wrong. And I think that will uh, focus us on how we should have a good conversation with, with our soul and maybe admire this guy just a little bit. Okay. So let's talk about what he does wrong. I think the one word I could, I could say that I don't like about what he did is presumption. He's not careful for for starters. The parable starts saying, "Be take care, be careful, be on your be on your guard against all covetousness," and he's not careful. So you know that's strike one. The other thing that's in this story, or a glaring, glaring lack in this story, is there's no room for God. There is no God. He doesn't even mention it. Um, which is just, you know, really, really tragic. Psalm 10, verse 4, In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. And clearly, this is that, this is the problem here, is he thinks he's kind of king of the world, king of the universe, no room for God, not even mentioned, and then instantly God comes back and says, you're gonna, your life is going to be required in this. So he thinks he's in charge versus he kind of comes off as being king of the universe rather than steward of the resources that the Lord uh, gives him. 
And the other thing is he seems to be like invincible, in, erroneously invincible, because that night his uh, life was going to be uh, required. Um, it reminded me of the uh, Steve Jobs situation when he had pancreatic cancer and thought he knew more than, than uh, doctors. Uh, I was thinking of the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God. And when you get the under God part, then you get some other relationships that are more uh, appropriate. So I think it's a good question to ask is how is your soul? Is your soul doing its thing under God? I think if this guy would have gotten the under God part right, he would have got his, his relationship with work more appropriate. I think he would get his relationship with saving. Is saving a good thing? Absolutely. Bible talks about it multiple times. How about inheritance? Oh yeah, the Lord loves an inheritance. So he loves, you know, resources in his kingdom, but these guys' resources were outside of his kingdom. Um, also with joy. So at the, at the end he says, I'm going to sit back, relax, eat, drink, and be merry. How's that? Well, Ecclesiastes actually talks about that. And uh, Solomon is saying, Behold, what have I... This is in Ecclesiastes 5, 18. Behold, what, I've, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun, the few days of his life that God has given him. For this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toll. This is the gift of God. So this guy, it's not inappropriate that this guy does want to enjoy some of the things that he's uh, he's earned. What he gets wrong, though, is the value of his soul, um, and he undervalues it because he misses the whole God part. God has determined how valuable our souls are because he exchanged his life for ours. So I think his, his relationship with money would be better if it was under God. Uh, with with government, for example, with taxes and with integrity, should I pay my taxes? His relationship with his family with regards to inheritance. So he's going to be carrying something into eternity, or you can carry some stuff. Now, it's just you can't carry stuff into eternity, but you can carry a relationship with the Lord. And that's at the end, is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So God is asking us to have a conversation with our soul, ask the question, are you being rich toward me? And I think that means being grateful and abundant and appreciative, having the right perspective because we are under him. So when we retire, and I, and I mean by retirement, not when you turn 65 and go on Medicare. I'm talking about retire from the earth. When we retire from the world, when we retire from the earth, I want us to be ready to retire. And the question is, will we retire from this battlefield of the earth and will we retire richly? So if we captured a conversation with you and your soul, would we admire it or would we throw you under the bus? Let's be careful today. I think it's a good idea to have a have a conversation with our soul, but the point is, let's be accurate and have our conversation under God. Thanks for being with me. Love to talk with you. See you tomorrow.